Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Happy Hour Hangout Podcast. Uh, I am your co-host. I got co-hosting services today. Uh, my name is Steven, and I got my partner, Travis, here, who just popped that top, if you haven't heard yet. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great, man. So excited to be here. Let's do this. <laughs> all right, all right. Travis, it has literally rained for almost eight hours today, so I have been sitting watching outside the window waiting for something good to happen um and sure enough uh this recording of this pod actually is is the good thing that happened so i am very excited to talk about today's topic i am too uh sump pump was working overtime today man i think we've gotten close to uh an, an inch of rain so <laughs> i'm uh i'm excited to throw back a couple cold ones and talk everything nfl draft i'm pumped yeah, fan, fan, exactly. Um, yeah, so today's today's episode is going to be very uh, NFL focused. Um, we are recording on the 25th of April, so the NFL draft has just ended, rounds one through seven, and we are going to talk specifically about the first round. Uh, that's the the most exciting round. It's 32 picks. That takes four and a half hours if you watch through the whole thing. <laughs> Um, so we got we got a couple fun things that we're going to do. So we're going to do a little bit of a, a recap. Um, we're going to talk kind of talk about what we thought. Uh, I got a fun segment going on. It's going to be called "What the Hell Were They Thinking?" NFL Draft Edition. Um, uh-huh. and it's just kind of a couple other things that we're going to do. But we're going to go ahead and kick things off here with you with our taste test. And uh, Travis, I want you to go first today. So kick kick us off. Excellent. Yeah, as you heard, I uh, popped the top, drinking a delicious citywide. Uh, don't tell my wife these are hers, but I love these beers secretly. (laughs) (laughs) They're, uh, they're from uh, four hands brewery. I went local today, uh, located downtown St. Louis, about, uh, yeah, roughly 10 minutes from my house. Uh, great beer been around for a little while now. I found it in Oh one, uh, like I said, in downtown St. Louis. So that's uh, partial to, uh, trying to drink as local as I can. And we happen to have the fortune of being somewhere where there's a ton of great breweries. The thing I think I like most about this beer, other than the great taste, uh, is they hit my soft spot a little bit on this one, Steve. Uh, every year, Four Hands picks a number of charities in St. Louis to be from part of the sales from Citywide, uh, which was something I didn't know until I started looking into this beer, right? And uh, some of the charities this year are the SSM Cardinal Glennon children's hospital and ronald mcdonald house amongst i think there's about three or four other ones but those were the two ones that jumped off the screen at me and uh, that's pretty cool they make a great beer and then they're giving back to a a local cause here um, helping the city be a better place so um, if you've never tried it try it it's a great beer i think you'll enjoy it Uh, it's a pale ale so it's got a little bit of a punch to it but uh, not too strong it's not uh, four hands is known for some of their uh, IPAs have got uh, some serious punch behind it. This one's a little bit dialed down, uh, but still still really good. So I uh, can't recommend it enough. What are you working with? So I, so you sent me the show notes early, so I knew you were going to be doing doing the citywides. And yeah. you know what? I one of my one of my dreams for this podcast is when we start to do these in person, we're going to be able to try the same beers and and do a taste test from that, where we are kind of giving our opinions on you know trying something mm-hmm. new or something that we both both like. But I think I just find that kind of kind of cool, um, just kind of comparing what we think. So what I went ahead and did is I also popped a top to a <laughs> citywide from Four Hands Brewery. Bass. <laughs> And <clears throat> Citywide's is by far my favorite beer ever. Uh, I drink these way too often and way too much. And there is literally nothing better than pouring a, a pint glass after a day of work on a you know, Friday evening or sometime on the weekend. And, you know, it's it's dangerously delicious because I could probably drink four of these and not even blink. But it's 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 even better because I actually know how much your wife loved, loves these. And it has come to the point now where to be able to hang out with you guys, I have actually had to bribe your wife with a four-pack of City Wines. Yeah, so it's essentially come to the point where if I ever want to come over to your house, I get charged a $10 cover charge because that's how much they cost to be able to pick up a four-pack. So take that for what you will. Your, yeah. uh, your wife is an extortionist. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Hey, it's fine. <laughs> I love it. I love it. If uh, Four Hands had stock, company stock, I definitely would buy it. They make great beers, and uh, we buy enough of this beer that maybe I could get some dividend kickback or something from it. I don't know. But... 
You know what? That's a great idea. We might have to look into something like that. So, all Let right. us know if you know a guy. We'll reach out to him. <laughs> yeah. Podverse, <laughs> let us know. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's go ahead and, and move on. So, obviously, today's topic is the NFL draft, and we are going to do a, uh, a, a another, another what we like to call rant. Uh, it's a sports edition rant. Um, Travis, I want you to kind of kick things off because you were pretty passionate about what the uh, what some things that transpired and one in particular. So why don't you kick it off for us? Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and just let everybody know I'm a, I tend to be an SEC football homer, uh, meaning that I think they're the best conference. I think they've produced the best players. Uh, if you look at on a per conference basis on who is drafted, my opinion tends to be right. I think they, they crushed the next uh, com- closest conference uh, by a number of draft picks. So um, I, I tend to believe that this conference is stacked top to bottom. I'm a Mizzou guy. Um, I never hide that. So um, I'll start there. Uh, but my uh, rant for the draft is uh, around Tua, the quarterback out of Alabama. Um, he is an absolute beast when healthy. He is probably one of the best college quarterbacks I've ever seen. Uh, I'm 31 years old. I've been following College football, super close, probably the last 12 to 15 years. Um, so I'll throw that out as a caveat. Some of you guys may message in and be like, well, what about this guy from the early 90s? Well, I never watched him. So um, based off of my perspe- my perception, uh, Tua is definitely one of the best quarterbacks to uh, to play college. Uh, I want to throw out some of his stats for you, Steve. Um, okay. I think, they're, I think they're, they jump off the page. So in his three years, uh, keep in mind he was a uh, freshman. Um, freshman, sophomore, junior year. His freshman year, he only played uh, in a handful of games and mostly in mop-up duty uh, towards the end until he won them the national championship his freshman year. Uh, So when you take that as kind of a wash, he started his sophomore year and then junior year, he had some injuries. So he played a total of 32 games in 32 games. He was a starter for only a fraction of those his uh, sophomore and junior year. He completed 87 touchdowns in 32 games. Which, if you're doing the math at home, that's roughly three touchdowns a game. That's an incredible number. He's got a 69% completion percentage, uh, which is definitely on the high side, 7,400 yards passing career. And he leads all-time in college on passing yards per attempt. He's just under 11 yards. So now he's not doing these little dink and dunks. They're throwing the ball down the field and challenging. Now, Alabama is also a factory for football players in general as two of their, I believe two, maybe a third of their receivers uh, were drafted in the first round as well. So he had excellent targets to throw to. Uh, But this guy is a real deal. Um, In my notes, I've got him listed as a potential future MVP. I love the pick for Miami. It's a risk reward pick, right? If he's healthy, he's definitely the first pick. No disrespect to Joe Burrow, uh, but two is a better college quarterback and I believe will be a better pro quarterback. He just has the injury concern. Burrow did it for one year. Two has put together a career multiple years of being excellent. Um, and so in my opinion, Miami got the steal of the draft, the win of the draft. Um, if this guy turns into half as good as I think, I think that Miami has got their quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years. This guy is a game changer. And I think he's going to improve drastically that mentality. He comes from winning football down in Alabama, and he's going to be able to take that to Miami. They haven't had that in a long time, and he's going to change the culture of that place and play well, too. So um, I'm super passionate about this guy. I'm a diehard fan of Tua, um, considering getting a jersey uh, to, to rep for Miami oh, as well. Um, and, uh, and for our folks on YouTube, I do have my Denver Broncos shirt on, and I'm sure you've noticed Steve's, too. So um I think Denver overall, I'll save a little, give you a little preview. I think that overall they won the draft, but this pick has the potential to change the trajectory of Miami for decades. There is something to be said about when your rise to start a moment is when you are a freshman and you are playing basically garbage minutes an entire year and then you uh, fast forward to the national championship game where you get subbed in with just a couple minutes left and go into overtime and you throw an absolute beaut of a pass to basically win everything it's one of the most insane moments in college football i've ever seen especially on the uh, championship level like that and i mean the guy is clearly destined for for something it, it, let's i mean i just hope that his injury history is just is, is just just a short roadblock um for for something that's going to be so much fun to watch every single sunday so well i got i got for my rant i got a story for you buddy <laughs> um, 
Have you ever have you heard the saying that history is always destined to repeat, repeat itself? Yeah, I have. I have. So we're going to go back in time. It's 2005. <clears throat> My name is Aaron Rodgers. I am the quarterback of the California Golden Bears. And I get drafted 24th overall by the Green Bay Packers. Now, can you refresh my memory? Who was the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers at that time? I believe that was Brett Favre. That is the correct answer. Get yourself a a couple Skittles. Um, (laughs) I'm going to drink a citywide. (laughs) All right, fair enough. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers gets drafted to the Green Bay Packers in 2005, and... It was, it, was, it was just a weird situation. He sat on the bench for four years because Brett Favre couldn't make up his mind when he wanted to retire. And ultimately, they kicked Brett Favre to the curb, and Aaron Rodgers got, start, got his career started, and the rest is history. Well, it's late at night on, on Thursday evening. We're watching the first round, and I'm starting to fall asleep. And I see that the Green Bay Packers trade up, and they select uh, Jordan Love out of Utah State. And I... And absolutely, my jaws drops to the floor. I've, I'm just in absolute disbelief. This is basically, this is echoing everything that happened in 2005. You bring an heir apparent to a quarterback that is still performing at a decent clip, doesn't plan to retire any soon, anytime soon, but you basically got his, his replacement on the bench for the next several years until they finally decide it's high time to, to move on. The whole thing just completely dumbfounded me because you have a team that spent all this money and a team that does not spend significantly every single offseason, but they spent a ton of money last last season on defense. And they go into next this this past season, new coach, you know, brand new, you know, defense. They have a phenomenal defense throughout the year, win a bunch of games, but their offense is horrid. So what do they do with their first round pick for this year's draft? Well, they select a quarterback that's probably gonna replace them at some point. <laughs> and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about some of the, the reactions and things like that. But I'm going to give you a hot take right now. I guarantee you, Aaron Rodgers does not play for the Green Bay Packers longer than two more years. And I would be oh shocked God. if it gets to that two years. Um, I just I just think the Green Bay is doing exactly what they did to Brett Favre, and they're doing it to Aaron Rodgers, and they're basically telling him to win now. But they never did anything to give him pieces to win now. I'll tell you, he's—I mean—he's 36 years old. His, his performance is starting to go down. He really didn't have a great year, but at the same time, he doesn't have anybody to throw to, and it's—it's it's just a weird situation in in Green Bay, and it's going to be very drama-filled, uh, especially with a quarterback who's got a personality uh, that is constantly the chips on my—I sh- have a chip on my shoulder because everyone's against me. So it's going to be. It's going to be an interesting, interesting year for Green Bay fans, just to say the least. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I love that rant. And that was I was tossing between two and this one. So I, I feel like I'm uh, fairly prepared on this one, too. I uh, I'm with you, man. I think that it's it's bizarro. And I uh, I was reading. Uh, did you know, in 15 years, so you said 05 is when he was drafted in 15 years, Green Bay has not selected in with a first round pick, a skilled offensive player. I did know meaning, that. Unbelievable. Meaning running back, wide receiver, tight end. Have not done it one time. That is mind-blowing. When, again, I, I just admitted earlier that uh, Denver Broncos, Drew Locke, they just went out and just, that's all they picked. They got speed. They got skill guys everywhere to help their young quarterback. And you've got a future Hall of Famer in, in Aaron Rodgers, and you haven't given him one skilled player drafted in the first round. What does that tell your guy? And I think you're right. I think the two years uh, is a great cut off because if I'm him I'm pissed they they don't want to help you they don't want to give you the tools you need and then on top of that they're replacing you when I mean you said he had a down year he was down in Aaron Rodgers world but in quarterback world he still had a pretty good year mm-hmm. and uh and so yeah man I, I'm with you that's uh that, it's an interesting shit's brewing up there it, it's weird and I, he's got to be pissed and he's got to be ready to get out of there I am I'm willing to bet that if they start the year two and six it's it's they'll be moving on so and that's what we're gonna do we're gonna move on here a little bit and so you and i both watched the first draft or first round of the draft although all everything that we're going to talk about is going to be first round related you don't want to listen to us talk about the nfl draft for five hours so travis what i want you to do is i want you to tell me who your top three picks were in the draft and why yeah 
so I'm going to go a little bit off the board. Obviously, Tua was my my number one, so I got a, uh, sure. a, yeah. uh, a mulligan there. So I got three other ones. Uh, I'm going to go Isaiah Simmons, the uh, hybrid defensive player from Clemson. Got drafted by the Cardinals early. Um, he lines up, plays D-line, plays a little safety, has played some slot corner, um, obviously does a little linebacker. He plays all over the place. And, and, you know, when you start to think about in today's NFL, rushing the passer, covering the passer or, or the uh, the receivers, that this is the type of guy you want. And this guy does a little bit of everything. He's a monster playmaker um, at Clemson, played against some of the top talent in the playoffs. He was there for a number of years. They were always in it. And uh, I think that got a legitimate shot to be a reoccurring defensive player that is on a similar level to uh, a Von Miller type guy that is going to get the accolades. Um, he's going to be great. He's going to bolster the uh, Arizona Cardinals defense in a way that's going to be incredibly helpful in that division that they play with. When you've got um, a number of guys and they got the, they got the Rams, they got the um, uh, Seahawks, um, you know, they've got these teams that are going to come out and, and, and throw the ball around and move the ball. And, and to have a guy like that that can play defense and, and do it well is good. He also is the Dick, is, uh, Dick Buckus Award winner, which is the top defensive player in college. He won that award this last year. So overall, I think a great pick for uh, Arizona. Um, folks like myself love the flashy offensive player, but these are the types of picks that uh, can cement a defense for years to come. So I love that pick. Second one is C.D. Lamb. Uh, I think that the Cowboys got absolutely highway robbery here. Um, I think, and if I saw in your notes, uh, you mentioned it a little bit. Um, and I don't remember exactly what team. So, so fill me in here, but somebody went way out of order and grabbed, uh, grabbed rugs early. Was that, uh, that that, was uh, the, that is the now Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. Yeah. So Las Vegas Raiders. He was the very first receiver that got, taken which i believe was seventh i don't have my notes in front of me but i believe it was seventh yeah so they they went out of a quote-unquote order off of a draft board which again each team's going to have their own list that was clearly their guy um but i I got to thinking about this dude if you are dak prescott and your team you know you got jerry jones there and he's you've already got amari cooper you got michael gallup who had a great year last year kicked my ass in fantasy i wish i had him i got absolutely worked by that guy on a number of occasions fantasy football Uh, shout out i like that i had amari cooper who performed incredibly well and then on top of that you're adding cd lamb who uh at oklahoma was excellent um he has all the big juggernaut awards that you'd expect out of a big 12 uh offense especially one with oklahoma that's going to score um and so he has all those some of the comps i've been looking into say are saying chad johnson which i thought was kind of interesting which he was a very productive player um one thing that jumped off the screen to me and i think this is kind of a fun fact for our listeners uh even if you're not a football guy is cd lamb Actually, his actual name is Sedarian. He goes by CD, which I thought was interesting. I thought CD was his name, but it's Sedarian is his first name. And on top of that, he's from LSU and originally was committed to LSU. Now, if you're thinking what I'm thinking, you're thinking Joe Burrow, uh, Clyde Edwards, Justin Jefferson, all these guys that they had, and they could have had CD Lamb. Tell He's me that be wouldn't have been a team that they got destroyed <laughs> in the football playoff last year. But I'm just saying. Yeah, how crazy is that? Um, and then I kind of gave a early shout out to uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire um, for our friends across the state here in Kansas City. I think the Chiefs go out and make a monster move. You've got Patrick Mahomes, one of the top offenses in the in the, and you add Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's going to come in. Who's a great three down back? Who is a workhorse? Can carry the ball. Game in and game out was excellent for LSU on their championship run. And the thing that I think his underrated skill is, is he can pass. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He had 55 receptions last year. He's so he's a complete back. And I'm, I'm looking for him to be an impact player from day one. Um, for my folks that are going to listen to this that are in our fantasy league, a little hint for you. This is a guy I've got a star next to. I think he's got a potential to really make some moves next year uh, in that Chiefs offense with uh, with Patrick Mahomes. So those are my three, Steve. To everybody, to everybody that is listening that is on our fantasy league, start proposing your trades right now. I like it. <laughs> All right. So I I, uh, I liked what you had there. I got a, I got a couple couple fun comments. Okay. When it comes to Isaiah Simmons, you know you've got something good for it going for you when your coach calls you a beautiful football player. 
I mean, that has to, I mean, that's gotta be, that's gotta be, you must be really good there. If that's, if that is the case. <laughs> um, CD, CD lamb. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen, I don't know. I, I'm sure you saw his combine footage of just the pass that he caught just just launching himself midair right by the sidelines. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of the coolest things I saw in the entire combine. And, you know, when it comes to you know Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the best way to describe this is the rich keep getting richer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Chiefs have literally kept everybody but three players from their Super Bowl team last year. And they go and they add this guy who I, I will be amazed if he's not in the starting lineup in week one. And, and you know, it's, it's one of those things where Clyde, he doesn't get the recognition because Joe Burrow did what Joe Burrow did last season. Uh, but he, uh, he's, he's a strong workhorse and uh, it'll be fun to, to, to watch him work. And I, I hate the Kansas city chiefs. So that's, that's saying something. So, all right. So I'm going to give you my, my top three picks. And for the sake of conversation and content, I went three different, three, three different directions. My first one, and this one's probably a little bit biased, but, uh, I'll give you I'll give you my reasoning. Jerry Judy getting plucked with Denver. So I consider this guy the number one wide receiver uh, with CD Lamb very close second uh, in the in the class for the draft this year. This guy is and I'm like you. I, I'm an SEC guy. I love watching SEC football. I'm on CBS, um, you know, watching Alabama play because they're always playing on CBS Sports in the afternoon. And this guy is one of my favorite players on that team. You know, reading things about how he's regarded as one of the best route runners ever in the entire history of, of football is is unbelievable. I mean, that's that's. I mean, how what's a better compliment than that? Um, you know, he's he's going to be somebody that on a team with a gunslinger quarterback and Drew Locke. You know, shout out Mizzou and <laughs> putting <My> him this, <laughs> putting him in the slot, pairing up with a the giant Cortland Sutton on, um, on the, on the ends is just going to be just unbelievable. I think, I think that there is going to, that pick there uh, cements Denver is, is somebody that's going to be a pretty, pretty good team. It's going to be the chiefs and the Broncos really duking it out next year uh, in that division. And I can't, I can't wait to watch it. My second one is CJ Henderson. He is a cornerback out of. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to give you some thoughts on the Denver one real quick. So I don't forget. All right. I, I love it, by the way. But um, so I, I was thinking about this earlier, and obviously we've mentioned a couple times uh, that we follow the Broncos, both of us. But uh, Drew Locke, quarterback, they drafted Albert O, the monster tight end from Mizzou. Shout out Mizzou again. Their Fourth connection number. is legitimate, right? Then they have Judy, who's a stud. You mentioned Sutton, who had a legitimate year last year. Again, another fantasy shout out. I had him on my team. Great guy. Uh, then they pick up Melvin Gordon and they have Philip Lindsay, who is a quality back too. I just, I, I can't get past that Elway. It, it, here's the question for you and we'll go quick on this, but is Elway figuring this thing out? Does he know how, is he learning how to build an offense now? It took him, it took him six years, but he finally, finally figured it out outside of Peyton Manning. So we'll, uh, we get, we give Elway props when, when props are due. So he can, uh, Finally, the best thing that, that's not to his name are his car dealerships in Denver and his Super Bowl trophies. So, good job, John Elway. <laughs> All right, sorry. Back to C.J. Henderson. My bad. <laughs> yeah, so C.J. Henderson, cornerback out of Florida. Um, we we watched a lot of this guy. Obviously, he's SEC nuts, and I, it's probably a bold statement, but I think this guy is just as just, just as high of a ceiling and talent as Okuda does, who got picked up by by the Lions. And I will actually say that he is in a better situation than Okuda is because, look, Jacksonville is a poorly run team. They are a dumpster fire. But it was literally three seasons ago back in 2017 where there were probably a couple plays from playing in the Super Bowl. And this, for some reason, even last year, their team was garbage, but they had a phenomenal defense. For some reason, that team can build defenses. They just can't run a team. And Henderson is going to be a perfect fit to replace Ramsey I, I just I, I just find him to be extremely underrated especially when you have somebody that has the caliber of Okuda Okuda is just going to be is going to be on a team that had the absolute worst passing offense or defense in, in the league last year and you know allowing about 4,700 passing yards for the year and I mean he's just going to be running around with his head cut off because he's not going to have any help and so it's going to be a rough go for him so Henderson's going to have that that chance in the short term to really develop better than Okuda 
And that's why I think that pick was so phenomenal for, for Jacksonville. I like it. I'm a fan of that one. Yeah. Yeah. He's, for some reason, I mean, Jacksonville's Jacksonville, but their defenses yeah. are just always so fun to watch. So. Wasn't that team the one that had uh, – they had Blake Bortles, didn't they? That's the one that almost went to the Super Bowl? Yeah, we kept talking about how some, Blake Bortles yeah. finally was going to go to the promised land, and then it died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, uh, I I remember that team, and they you're right. If it wasn't for that defense, my God. I mean, they, would they have made the playoffs? I don't think so. No kidding. So My, my final pick third. Is, is Justin Jefferson, who uh, wide receiver Solid. at LSU, going to going to Minnesota. Maybe I'm a little biased. I just realized all three of my picks are SEC guys, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> you talk about what you know. I do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so Justin Jefferson is uh, got picked up by the Vikings, and he's going to go play with you like that Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this is a perfect fit. People talk, talk shit on, on Cousins, and they have a lot of reason to, but – you now Minnesota gets rid of uh, who I call crybaby Stephon Diggs, and you essentially got to replace someone of that caliber with uh, so quickly. Uh, Justin Jefferson's going to Justin Jefferson's going to be able to do that, and you got Adam Thielen who's going to be the, the guy. You got Justin Jefferson who's going to play opposite of him, and you're going to let him develop. You're going to let him really get his NFL readiness going, and it's very early on too. And he's not going to be the guy where he's got to be number one or have this weird jealousy that Adam Thielen is getting more touches or more looks than than him. And he's just somebody that's going to want to prove himself and go and 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 just work his butt off, you know, because that's what rookies do. And I just think that's going to be a reliable target for Cousins, and I think it's going to make the uh, the, the Vikings a lot better of an offense than they than they were last year. And I'm saying that with the sole fact that I had Stephon Diggs last year in my fantasy team, and that's why I finished almost last. So. Just some, just some, some points to keep there too. <laughs> Diggs, Diggs can throw a wrench in fantasy, especially last year. Although I do remember, I think I played you the week he had like three touchdowns and 200 yards receiving, and he single-handedly won you the game. So they, it worked both ways with him. I'm pretty sure he ended uh, his season with three touchdowns. So take that so for what it's worth. That was the game, <laughs> and that is why I'm a fantasy failed fantasy football GM right there. Um. All right. So we are going to move on. Um. So, Travis, you had a really cool idea that I, I really liked um, talking about what would be the three top three NFL cities that you'd want to live in and why. Um, so this is kind of kind of your deal. I want you to kind of yeah. kick it off and, yeah. and run with it. And I'll uh, I'll come in with my my three picks. Yeah. So the idea, um, it kind of came from like, OK, so we're average dudes. Right. We live in St. Louis. We got normal jobs, normal families. But we wanted to think about like, OK, if you were a. Uh, multi-millionaire NFL player, right? What city would you want to spend your time in? Um, you know, being a millionaire anywhere is probably pretty fun, but if all things are equal, certainly there's better places to be a millionaire than others, right? Yeah. And so that's kind of where it came from. And so my three, uh, my number one pick is Miami. Uh, Miami Dolphins, um, that's obviously the team that's there, but the reason is the incredible great weather. Uh, I've got it pulled up here. Did you know that the average temperature in January in Miami is 74 degrees? No, I, I, I can't I can't say that I had that weather knowledge, no. Yeah, I would have been thoroughly impressed. Steve, if you, if you, if you, <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and February 75. Um, but uh, anyway, so warm weather. You got the beaches. Excellent travel options all throughout Florida, down into the Caribbean, all within a quick air, air, airplane ride away. Um Again, you can't get past the weather. Um, obviously, it's a major city. Uh, you've got everything there that you could possibly want. You know, culture. There's NBA there, um, baseball. Although the Marlins are pretty sad, um, but you get the point, right? It's got major city, major uh, anything you can think of. Major is there. Shopping, places to live, you name it. So Miami is my number one choice. Mostly revolved around the weather. Number two. Uh, is going to make me seem like a real homer now that I got the Denver Broncos shirt on, but it's Denver. And the, quickly, the, quickly, the reason why uh, is I went to a sales conference there uh, not that long ago, and there's something incredibly refreshing about waking up, looking out your window of your hotel, and seeing that massive, beautiful mountain range. And this was in February, so it snows everywhere. It's incredibly pretty there. Um, the time that I've spent there on a number of business trips out that way, uh, the food's great. Awesome breweries, great beer. Um, people are were always friendly to me and enjoy it. Again, another big city has a little NBA 
action there, which is a, a theme here you'll see with all three of my cities. Um, but I, I just I think it's beautiful. You get the mountains and you get the, all the you get the four seasons too, right? In the summer it gets warm enough there. They've got uh, uh, plenty of outdoor activities there. What better <clears throat> place to be a millionaire than in the mountains, right? So and then. Yeah. <laughs> number three for me might come to a shock to you because I'm not really a monster city type place, but I think as a millionaire living in downtown Manhattan would be incredible. And so I have the New York Giants would be my preference, but I get the Jets. They play in the same stadium. So whoever there, um, but having all the money in the world and living in Manhattan and being a, in a high end wealthy way, I think would be pretty cool. Um, being a regular sales guy in, in Manhattan, no way that I think that's for the birds, but um, again, being a super wealthy uh, NFL player, I think living in New York and having that kind of disposable income to enjoy the finer things in the city would be awesome. So Miami, number one, Denver, number two, New York, number three. Okay. Okay. Not, not bad. Um, I will tell you to never be ashamed of being a Homer. That's, that's the, the beauty of being a Homer is that you get to be a Homer. So you, uh, you own that. So, <clears throat> and, I, and I'll tell you why, because I, my, my three are going to be very, very similar to that. So my three cities, first one obviously is Denver. So Denver is kind of a hometown for me. I, I'm an air force brat for those that, that don't know. I was actually born in Denver and out of uh, in a hospital out of Aurora, California, which is a quick 15 minute drive to downtown, but that is now turned into a Teddy Roosevelt museum. Fun fact. And I have just, I've been rooting for the Broncos since I was 10, basically since, since the Elway years. And I've just, there's just something about Denver that always has kind of, kind of drawn me in. It's always kind of kept a, kept the grip on me. Um, and my my wife, who so so wonderful, agreed that we are for our honeymoon we would our we would go to Denver, um, you know Breckenridge and then and Denver and and we actually got to go to uh, a game out out of De- Denver and, and there's just, the atmosphere is just un, un unbelievable um, you know comparing it to to a, a Rams game in St. Louis when they were still the St. Louis Rams is just, I mean, just makes, it just makes everything look stupid. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. wait, waking up, seeing, seeing those mountains. It's just, it's just a, an insane experience, fan atmosphere. I mean, whether you're, you're horrible, you're on your fifth quarterback of the year, or you're on your way to a Super Bowl, the exact same atmosphere. Um, and you know, to be perfectly blunt, it's my favorite team. I, I love the Denver Broncos. So why wouldn't I want to be, you know, live in that city where I go to sports story field that's downtown every Sunday and, and cheer on my team and, and tailgate in that, in that obnoxious orange. Um, Denver's Denver's great. My second pick is going to be, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, where the Titans play. And really I'm going to give you one, I'm going to give you four words, Nash, Nash, Vegas, football, country music and whiskey. That's all I got to give you to describe why I would love to, to, to live, to live in Nashville right there. I mean, it's right there by, uh, by downtown and, you know, there's nothing better than, and watching some Southern football, listening to country music, drinking some whiskey or bourbon and, and smashing some hot chicken. I mean, that's a recipe for a great year. More, more than the less a great weekend um there's just something about football down there that's just that's just great to me and then my final one i kind of went in a weird direction here i just kind of just something about it just made me want to be like you know what i'd love to live there it's dallas so i mean what better better experience whether you're a football player or, or somebody that, that, that makes good money that can go to jerry world every weekend and watch people practice in these state-of-the-art facilities go to go to this insane stadium um, you know, that's got, that's got a chance, these little kiosks where you can get holograms of these Dallas players and act like you're taking a selfie with them. Um, you know, I mean, hell the man basically was, did the entire draft on a yacht. So obviously Dallas is, is great. And and plus downtown Dallas, I don't know if you've ever been through there, been there, but it's, it's such a beautiful city. Um, everything's better in Texas from what I've always heard. And I mean, you know, <laughs> Nothing, nothing better than going and rooting for America's team. You know what I mean? Oh God, America's team, Steve. You had me until then. I, uh, <laughs> I like your list. It's uh, a sneaky one for me, and and our and our good buddy Austin, uh, I'm sure will appreciate that shout out. But uh, yeah, that um, 
Nash Vegas country music, you're good. You're right. That is a that's a high quality one there. Um. All right. So I've got a. So we're gonna move on. I got a fun. I got a fun topic for us to discuss. I've always okay. loved the. Just the. There's nothing better than the phrase. What the hell were they thinking? And so I always thought it'd be fun to incorporate a segment on our pod for that. Um, so we're going to do what's called what I like to call what the hell are they thinking NFL draft edition. And so the point of this segment is, is I've got a couple <clears throat> I've got a couple of things that I noticed in the draft uh, on Thursday that I just thought, what? what? I, just, I mean, it made me it made me say those words. What, what the hell are they thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm going to rattle them off and give couple reasons of what i'm talking about and if you've got any please please chime in or yeah you know give me give me your feedback on this one okay so yeah. the first one is the now newly christened las vegas raiders and their selection of henry ruggs uh who's a wide receiver out of alabama i i don't i don't get this i don't get this pick at all um henry ruggs who is ranked was the seventh ranked wide receiver uh, at espn.com uh, out of for this year's draft class, this guy wasn't even the best receiver at Alabama, let alone his draft class. And this guy's the first wide receiver taking. And I'll give you two reasons why <clears throat> this happened. This man had the fastest 40 time at the combine this year. I mean, this dude is super fast. So what is what does Las Vegas do? They try to look up highlights of uh, of his speed, and all they do is all they all they all they are able to pull up is a bunch of just insane videos of him when he used to play basketball and i don't know if you've seen these videos i mean this dude's phenomenal i mean they are awesome to watch but i don't know how it's going to correlate to the football field so i don't understand why nobody would have and look i'm an this is opinion i'm an opinionated person you know if you disagree with me great but if you're not picking jerry judy and cd lamb first i'm sorry but you're 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 it's ridiculous that's a poor decision and you know, this kid's probably gonna work his butt off and, and, and do some do some things, but honestly, he reminds me of Tavon Austin, who flamed out pretty quickly uh, for the Rams and basically has been a no show for Dallas. Agreed. My, I, my, I agree wholeheartedly with that uh, with that take. I uh, I think that uh, um, that was one of the things that I was I was kind of flipping uh, back and forth. I was more or less following the draft on my phone because I found that the uh, live version was kind of annoying me a little bit so i i found the phone to be a little more enjoyable frankly um but when i saw that pop up i was like rugs over judy i I couldn't believe it um so i'm with you dude i I don't know what they're thinking out there other than the speed piece i mean he's quality he's going to be a good receiver but i think they really missed they missed an opportunity so we'll see hopefully it pays off i'm i'm an sec guy and as soon as i saw that name i literally had to go who so that's that's saying something for you. So here's my uh, here's my next one. Uh, Philadelphia selected Jalen Rager. Uh, he's a wide receiver out of TCU, I believe. Um, again, I don't have my notes in front of me. So as I'm watching the draft, you can you you can tell that because Philly's needs were wide receiver, and as soon as Dallas took C.D. Lamb, you could just tell that they were pissed because they Philly had a couple picks below below Dallas and. I guarantee you, they, I mean, everyone knows they would have picked C.D. Lamb. So when it comes time to pick their wide receiver, who do they pick? They pick Jalen Ragor, who's, you know, has had a really good year. But then the, pers- the, the pick after them, which was Minnesota, picked Justin Jefferson. I'm sorry, but I don't know if, you, if anybody watched the college football playoff. Just everybody, everything Justin Jefferson did in the latter part of the, the college football season up through the SEC championship – and the demoralization of Oklahoma in the college football playoff. I, mean, I believe he, I mean, how many touchdowns did Justin Jefferson have in that game? I mean, I, I can't remember. There was so many. You mean to tell me that they, they liked Ragor better than, than Jefferson? I, just, I find that very hard to believe, especially coming from the fact that they probably would have taken C.D. Lamb over, you know, all of them. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's what I like to call a, a head-scratcher. Trav, so I, I'm curious on your yeah. thoughts on that as well. Yeah, dude, I agree, and I'll be honest with you. And this may sound—I I know that on uh, on sports hot take, you're not supposed to admit things, but I'll be honest. I had to Google this guy, and <laughs> I mean, I, call I might not even be saying his name right, just for for all for all I know. 
I mean, I, I know TCU's not the uh, the powerhouse there, and certainly wasn't in the uh, limelight of playing on the the big time games this year. But I had no idea who this was. Um, but you know what came to my mind as I once I figured out, okay, this is who this is. This is what happened. I started thinking about the Eagles, and if you're an Eagles fan, right, they're taking a leap here. I know my opinion because i think justin jefferson is for sure a more for sure thing than this guy is um but then they also jump up and i thought they took jalen hurts at a weird spot too like i know carson wentz has uh you know had some injury questions and maybe they're trying to replicate what the saints have going on with uh tyson hill Taysom hill is that how you say that guy's name the backup there yeah and so maybe that's what they're trying to do with Hertz. I mean, Hertz has obviously got that championship pedigree and, and a high quality character guy. But man, those are two decisions where you have an opportunity to take impact guys in round one and two. And I don't know about either one of those. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm way off here or what, but. I'm so glad you brought up the uh, Jalen Hurts pick because as soon as I saw that come through, all I thought of is, oh, they're running another Philly special like they did in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's a bad. <laughs> that's the best way to describe that yeah and i mean it's it, i get it it's a safe pick and and uh, i'm i'm one of the few that that actually believes that uh jalen hurts is actually going to have a pretty good career it's just a matter of when his time to shine comes mm-hmm. um i just it's unfortunate that he got picked in, at philadelphia because i think he's going to be waiting for a while but who knows carson Wentz can't he can't stay healthy um he's kind of as cursed as Derek carr is in in my opinion um, and so maybe we'll see him shine a light and who knows, maybe Carson Wentz will end up getting kicked to the curb sooner than, than we think. So yeah, Philly, Philly, Philly had a very interesting draft this year. So, yeah, um, so I, we've already kind of discussed this in my rant, but obviously, um, <laughs> in the, in the, the third edition of what the hell were they thinking was uh, green Bay. And honestly, it's for obvious reasons. I mean, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, and it, <clears throat> I mean, I, I in a way I, I do get it because they're they're obviously I mean Aaron Rodgers is 36 years old his performance is declining, but you can make a serious argument that his performance is declining because he's got terrible weapons. I mean, can you tell me right now who who his best two receivers are? I can give you one. Mm. You know, it's Devonte Adams. Yeah, and Adams know? was the one that came to my mind. I'm trying to think of that other guy's name. Geronimo Allison is the only other yeah, one that I can think Allison. of. He actually yeah. just signed with the Detroit Lions. <laughs> there you go. Don't, don't quote <laughs> me on that. That's a guess. But I know he's not a Packer anymore. <clears throat> and so, I mean, are you really going to ride your running back as, as hard, uh, Jones, as, as you did last year, and, and just not and just not focus at all what for, for Aaron Rodgers to to improve his, his numbers? And, and it's like you said, it's like you said earlier. His numbers for an average quarterback is pretty good last year, but for Aaron Rodgers, it's pretty pretty abysmal. Um, and you know, we've seen a lot of reports and, tw- and tweets from from insiders talking about how he was absolutely blindsided. He's super pissed. They told him that they were going to get him some help, and it didn't seem like they did. And I don't know. I think Green Bay is in for a, a really rough year next year because uh, it look it really doesn't look like they did anything to to to, to help their team. And I think now they're just kind of waiting it out to, for when it's time for Jordan love to take the reins. And it's going to be a very, very bitter, bitter breakup. I agree. I agree. So the final one. And so this one's, there's a little bit of what the hell were they thinking just because of some moves that have happened in the last couple weeks. Uh, but you can't really say that you're surprised uh, when I bring this up, but I, uh, the Patriots trading out of the first round. <clears throat> now, let's be honest. That's their kind of their go-to move. They love doing that. They've done it several times, but usually they're picking 32nd instead of 25th, you know, because they typically win Super Bowls. Um, you know, but now you, you've got a team who your current projected starter is Brian Hoyer. Do you know who that is, Travis? <laughs> I do. Okay. <laughs> Made famous by the Cleveland Browns, if I remember right. Exactly. And you don't use the first round to – I honestly expected Jordan Love to be picked there. Um, and, you know, we won't go into the rest of the draft, but it doesn't seem like they addressed that that needed quarterbacks. And, you know, I, I say what the hell are they thinking, but they have the most unique process when it comes to developing talent, picking talent, and things like that. Um, 
let's hope they know let's hope they know what they're doing. Otherwise, it's going to be a very brutal year for them next year. Who knows? Maybe they anticipate that it's going to be a brutal year, so they're just going to say, you know what? We'll just get a bunch of talent this year and you know get them developed and, and ready to go after their rookie seasons, and then really start drafting next year. Who knows? I just thought I just thought it was peculiar when you see reports of of them saying that you know it's it's not a matter of if they take a quarterback but when and then you know you see you kind of see what they did so I don't know it was mm-hmm. interesting to me. I agree I agree you got to trust uh, the Patriots though, a little bit I, I hope it, they fail miserably frankly uh, but uh, I mean history's on their side for this to all work out for them we'll see you uh, do you have any uh, what the hell were they thinking tidbits no no those are those are golden i love those um and i uh, <laughs> I, I actually love this segment for uh, all aspects of the pod so I, I could see us um maybe a little preview into maybe a political banter or two of what the hell were they thinking could be uh that could be good i i like this across the board is basically the uh the, the takeaway though <laughs> good i i knew you would like that one uh yeah. i was thinking about you when i when i came up with that so we'll definitely continue <laughs> to use that so yeah. um really the only the final thing that i am going to ask of you and then we will kind of uh finish things off is what was your overall impression of uh, just just the first round of the draft being that it's you know everything was online you know, for me, all I can really explain to it is that was the biggest Zoom party I have ever seen. Um, but give me give me your thoughts on it. Yeah, no, from the, the Zoom uh, angle, I think that's uh, it's rather impressive. Our, uh, I've used uh, Zoom in uh, a professional capacity before. And um, I know our company's license allows for a thousand people to be on at one time, uh, which is a staggering number in itself. But I, I can't help but wonder what their license uh, allowed for <laughs> there. I mean, that thing, that's ridiculous. And but uh, I, honestly, I love that the technology is there, that something like this was able to still happen. Um, I saw that the uh, overall v- viewership of the draft was as high as it's ever been. And I think that's a real statement for folks just wanting some sense of normal. Right. And some kind of um, return to normalcy, that itch for and I think that it, it scratched that for the most part. Um, I kind of gave away earlier that I, I, I followed it a little bit better online, uh, meaning looking well, whether it was through Twitter or ESPN app or whatever it was. I found that to be a little bit more enjoyable to kind of get a breakdown quickly on who was being drafted. But um, I'm just glad the technology is there that we didn't have to have another sports event pushed back uh, because of this. And so to be able to do it, I think was cool. All I will say is kudos to the ESPN team and all the analysts that were in their homes and, you know, working with each other to to make this kind of whole thing work and go through kind of their analysis and talk about each each prospect. I, that, I mean, that has to be it's just such a difficult job. And they did a really good job. They were brutally upfront, basically saying, yeah, we're going to cut a lot of people off when, when picks come through and and all that stuff. And, you know, Although otherwise, I mean, we could we, I mean, we can go into another hour talking about the goofy shit that happened. I mean, Roger no. Goodell changing clothes, um, him butchering half the names. He didn't even say to his last name correctly, um, you know. But it, it, overall, I mean, for for what they were working with, they did a really good job. So I yeah. I, I, th- I think it was a success. Hopefully, we don't have to see anything like that ever again. But no. for for what Agreed. we had to work with was good. So, um, all right. Well, that was uh, that was our NFL. Uh, you know, NFL draft pod, um, our analysis and, and everything like that. I, I think we had a lot of good fun, fun things to talk <laughs> yeah. about. It was, it was a very unique thing that we got to watch on, on Thursday. So obviously we had to talk about it. So we're going to kind of end things here. Uh, Travis, I know that you have a shout out of the week uh, that you yeah. want to give. Um, so just for, yeah. for the pod pod viewers, I just want to, we're going to do two shout outs a week. Uh, one per episode, you and I are going to transition off. Um, and, and, and the reason that we do this is just because we want to part of this is that we like to share stories. We like to you know talk and have a good time and, and share just kind of some happiness, especially with everything that's going on right now. Um, and we feel that doing these shout shout outs is, is a big part of that. So uh, from there, Travis, I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it off to you. So, yeah. Um, so mine, mine's a little bit of a vague uh, shout out. Um, but uh uh, Steve and I um, were blown away at the uh, the number of folks that uh, decided to uh, to give our podcast a shot. Um, 
we had over um, over 70 folks um, download our trailer and listen to it, um, and that that was uh, that was pretty awesome. Uh, I'll be honest, we've we've spent a lot of time thinking about doing this. Well, how could we do it? What will we talk about? Um, and, and to those 70 people that took a shot and listened to a five minute trailer of us uh, yapping about what we think this may t- do uh, is pretty cool. And so uh, just from the bottom of our hearts, we want to thank you guys for doing that. Um, I, I know it's not something that you have to do, but um, we, we really appreciate it. And we're, we're looking forward to uh, these podcasts getting better and better. Um, you know, it doesn't uh, fall on us uh, blindly that uh, we're going to maybe uh, early on here be a little choppy and not as uh, polished, but uh, hopefully as you grow with us, we'll grow with you and um, this will become a of your week so i uh i again just thank you guys for listening it means a lot um to us and um that's our shout out all 70 of you you know who you are and uh we 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 greatly appreciate it you you and i would have never predicted that a six minute clip that we that we created out of nowhere would have been downloaded and listened to by by over 70 people i mean it's I mean, it's such we're floored by it, by that. I mean, we can we can't thank you guys enough. And, you know, hopefully that, you know, we can continue to, to make this strong going strong. So um, thank you again so much for, for taking the time to listen to us, whether you're driving, uh, you're sitting at home sharing a beer uh, with us, hopefully maybe down the road or somewhere else drinking a beer with some friends listening to this. Who knows? Um, please be sure to subscribe, rate and review the podcast wherever you you get it. Um our Instagram handle is the happy hour hangout, uh, all lowercase, no spaces. And you can reach us at our Twitter handle at happy underscore hour pod. Uh, please, uh, please give us our, your reviews. Give us your you know, criticisms, you know, suggestions for segments and, and topics. You know, we love coming up with with new things to do because uh, we want to continue to keep things fresh. I mean, this is this is for you guys. This is. You know, it's it's this is a happy hour. We want to be able to to, to hang out and, and talk about just random stuff and and different you know games and things like that. And we'll continue to do that. But we really love any suggestions that may come through. And look, we'll even take some criticisms if you want to you know comment. Stephen, you suck at hosting. Like you know, we got we got pretty thick skin. Like we'll take that. It's fine. <laughs> you know, we we just appreciate <laughs> you're taking the time to to just say something about it because we really appreciate that you guys are listening to us so you know please subscribe please share please tell everybody about it we're going to continue to keep uh popping in content i guarantee you next weekend we won't do uh sport episodes i know that we've done two so i apologies for that we'll kind of mix it up a little bit um travis do you have any final words no uh just that uh we love and appreciate you guys stay safe stay healthy cheers to you and yours and uh we'll catch you next time And couldn't say it better myself. So you guys have a good night. Be well, be safe, and cheers. Cheers.